2: Plushcare.com/slash/weight-loss.
0: loss let today, gentlemen.
1: We <laughs> will never, ever, ever hosey. <laughs> no, you won't. Okay. No. <laughs> if- This week, eight leagues in a row, eight trophies in a row, Celtic have finally been crowned Champions of Scotland once again. Next up, we look to crush the Huns as we march our way on to the treble treble, all this and more on the latest episode of 20 Minute Tim. Hello and welcome to 20 Minute Tims, the podcast of the Champions, episode 179, and I am joined this week by Martin Mellie. Yes. And Stephen. What's happening? And I am, of course... Jamie, your humble host of this, <laughs> it is the podcast of the champions. First time we can officially say that since last year. Since last year, yes. Oh, thanks, Melly, for clearing that up. Um,
0: Continuing, I'm not saying we have we are directly responsible for it, but I believe Celtic have won the title in every single year of this
1: podcast. Yeah, and no, we're not glory hunters. You are welcome. Celtic. We're not. We're not no, we started it uh, in the in the bad old days of Ronnie Dialog. <laughs> we did the dark yeah. dial well, days. I, I mean, it's we're still a relatively young podcast. What yeah. is this? Only our fourth season. Fourth season, yes. This is only our fourth season. So no one can accuse us of glory, glory hunting. We started this long before Brendan arrived and we'll be here. Well, we are here long after he left. Yeah. Speaking of podcast, it would only be right and proper at this point to mention our Patreon. We have a, a Patreon. And for those of you who don't know what it is, but it's it's becoming more and more popular now. So you probably have an idea. It is a, a platform that lets you support our podcast in return for extra content. Um, we have how many tiers on there, Stephen? Three. We have three. We have the... Handily titled The League, The Double and The Treble. Yes. The League is basically, you want to throw some change into a bucket, you get no extra content, you just enjoy this weekly free podcast, you contribute to The League. The Double is $2.50, which works out at something like £1.73. Ah, something like that, yeah. Depends if you're a, a Forex trader or not. a out, we are dirt cheap.
0: Yes. <laughs> Absolutely dirt cheap, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, our second tier, Stephen, is called The Double. Priced at $2.50. is a good name. That is a good name, isn't it? And that is £1.73. Um, and last month, people on The Double enjoyed six extra podcasts yep. for us. The likes of which we have May Like The Match, which is the instant reaction pod. We also do the New Year's, the New which Year's. is the documentary that we're doing. Yep. Fantasy football stuff. Fantasy football. we let you enter our fantasy football and we do the, the companion competition for that. We have interviews, most recently with Ronnie Dyla. Yeah, uh, right. all, all sorts of various things along those lines are on the double tier. And Exclusive
0: we have interviews include Ronnie Dyla, Alan Stubbs and Sean Maloney are included we, in there as well.
1: We did and uh, we have the treble tier which is the, the top of the tree presently $5.
0: Everybody wants the treble everybody wants the treble. The, really, the double's good Look, you celebrate a double but the treble's where it's at.
1: And what you get for the treble is you get the iconic, it's now iconic oh. uh, 20 minute Tim's mug just for signing up and you also get a fortnightly Phone in podcast, the Friday you, phone in, yeah, yeah, which has become very popular. Yeah, one
0: of the best things we do, arguably the best thing we do actually. It's the, it's the most <laughs> enjoyable.
1: It's the most enjoyable, and we're also trialling uh, on the the treble tier, the Breakfast of Champions Indeed. podcast, which is a daily update. We sort of put that out just to give people a little feel for what, if they wanted that sort of thing and the response has been really good. Yeah,
0: it's basically just a, it's a chance to catch up on all the stories we miss on the Monday Night Podcast really. Things are always breaking. It's just a wee, a wee tidier for those in the middle
1: of the week. So we'll we'll, we'll probably roll out that daily update more as as things go on into the new season. Oh, and to wrap up the Patreon, we have, we've made a new signing. Done deal. A done deal On the, the TMT ticker Coming along I'm the bottom Of the screen right now There sitting is a here with my, I'm sitting here with my Yellow tie on <laughs> In an effort to bring The patrons some more And some Interesting content We've brought on Superstar podcaster Sean McDonald, The host of the Blethered podcast Which is excellent And he's going to be Continuing that sort of theme um, Something that we Started a while back We called it 20 minute Tim's extra time And Sean's going to be Interviewing people from the Celtic community and yeah. talking to them about their Celtic support life and life and all that sort of stuff. So look First one of those of will
0: be with you very soon, actually, yeah.
1: And that's with uh, comedian Darren Connell. Yeah, that's right. From, from Scott Squad, who is Celtic daft. And when I DM'd him to ask him if he wanted to come on the podcast, he said, sorry, mate, I'm a hun. <laughs> <laughs> and I went, I've seen you at Celtic games. He went, oh, I was just bamming you up. <laughs> and you can find our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash 20minutetims. Anyway, this is the Monday Night Podcast, the flagship, the original and... Probably one of the best. Yeah, it's top top
0: five, top really five <laughs>
1: podcast we do. Um, Celtic are champions, Melly. Yes, Saturday
2: witnessed something didn't know would happen. Couldn't see it happening. I feel like a long time coming, just building up to this constant wee letdowns here and there. But then finally, we scored from a corner.
1: <laughs> Is that what you were gonna, Stephen? It's basically like another trophy, <laughs> Stephen. Last week you said Aberdeen are going to get it. I did. Yes, that's right. That's did it's... Aberdeen get it? Get it, they did. Get yeah. it, they did. They got it. Yeah. Um, I had 3-0 on my coat. Yeah. Oh yeah, I thought, I thought, I thought, I'm going to trust Stephen here. <laughs> just like, just like when you said Svietschenko would score against Rangers. Oh, all those years ago. <laughs> <you know. laughs> you don't, the you first and only thing I got right on <laughs> this podcast. I <laughs> oh, yeah, said, so, so I'm going to trust Stephen Aberdeen, i going to get it. 3-0. Um, Neil Lennon obviously fancied giving it to Aberdeen, judging by the lineup, Very strong.
2: Very strong. Possibly as strong as we can go now. The only sort of shock conclusion was Timothy Weir, but we've just seen maybe just changing players at that position to see who works out. Weir didn't really make a great impact, if I'm honest. No Are, better we than sure? Are we sure? Are we sure
0: he's definitely related to George Weir? Because <laughs> there is a history there of fake George Weir relatives. Let's face it, Southampton yeah. once signed uh, a guy who claimed to be George Weir's cousin. Manager there, Graham Souness, <laughs> put him on in a game without having ever seen him play and had to sub him back off again. Now, Timothy Ware could be uh, related to George Ware, but I've, I haven't seen any evidence. There's yet. only
1: one man that can clear this up, Jeremy Kyle. Get the old, <laughs> get the old
0: DNA test. I, I was all for his, um, his inclusion. The left side, it, it just it feels an awful lot better than the Izagiri and Sinclair slash Hayes axis we've had recently. But you're right, Timothy We didn't contribute a huge amount. He had one decent run where he unfortunately ran out of play, and he linked up in the last half an hour or so. Celtic started really playing with a bit of swagger. They started putting some stuff together, and he and Edward combined a couple of times, but then where was unfortunately taken off. But yeah, it's, it wasn't his greatest showings for Celtic, but uh, I was all for him starting, because it, it's definitely worth trying something else in that left
2: side. Good to see Kieran Tierney back for his yeah, first yeah. game in a couple as well. Fifty-five minutes, maybe to try and build that up over the next few weeks until we get to the cup final. But we know he has a double hernia waiting on him. But it's a nice way to win the league, wasn't it? He's just, just he's just play. fighting for the cause,
1: kieran Tierney. Yeah. I absolutely loved that.
0: Lennon after the game suggested that he might be wrapped in cotton wool for the final. So I suppose it just just depends what's happening, what's happening with selections in the next. Well, we've got two games left now before two the final. Games. Yeah.
1: Um, Celtic, we had a lot of the ball We had a lot of yeah. decent chances Aberdeen though Let's talk about their chances Get them out of the way James Wilson Could not hit a barn door with a banjo I thought he was going to be a great signing for so them I, I, so I really
0: did I was really impressed when they got him in But, he, but I think he's got he's get three goals all season Hasn't scored this year Last last goal was 29th of December Away to Livingston I honestly thought he was going to be a cracking signing for them But in this game He, he looked dangerous at least yeah. They had the, the two best chances for Aberdeen in the first half, he really should have scored the volley he had where I don't think Bain got to, they just it went over the bar via the, the top of the bar and
2: then the one where he hit the post, he yeah, should have absolutely smashed that in. Yep, Aberdeen, I think I said it mentioned it recently, they seem to bring in all these good players. you think Greg Stewart flying at Kilmarnock comes in, Kilmarnock can't do it, James Wilson thought coming from United maybe a good player. The only one, Gary McKay-Steven, hasn't really been brilliant for them as well. It just seems to be that Derek McInnes doesn't do well with players that way. The best way he gets out of players is to punt it up to Sam Cosgrove <laughs> and hope for the best.
0: James Wilson, he's 23 now. 23 and he's, he, he must have had like one six or seven loan spells now. He's never really made it anywhere. But Greg Stewart though, he was completely anonymous. He's... Uh, on the verge of, or has he already signed for the Huns? I'm not sure. I think there's, it's that, there's
1: talk that he's going yeah. to sign for the Huns. Terrified about that one. Really, really, yeah, really worried about seeing him in, a, in the blue jersey next season.
0: He had a hilarious moment in the first half where Kieran Tierney, he nearly lost the ball. He ended up kind of stumbling over it, winning it back, and he was heading towards his own goal and then had to pass it back from the halfway line all the way to Bain, despite the fact the move started on the edge of Aberdeen's box. And Stewart just followed him the whole way and then fouled him in the
1: halfway line. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. I guess he's not got a brain. He'll fit right in it. He's no club. <laughs> More on that later. Uh, uh, Bain, another tremendous performance. Yep. Kept the ball out of the net from James Wilson. Um Scott Bain has currently got the most clean sheets in the league. Despite you having played only about was that
0: less than half of the season uh, he's probably played, yeah.
1: I mean, he's sitting he might just think about how his season's panned out. Bombed out at Dundee.
0: <laughs> by
1: nearly right. ends up at Celtic he go down Celtic win the league and he's played a pivotal role in, in our successes
0: Dundee one of the worst one of the worst teams in Scottish Premiership history now they go down on 26 losses or something like that horrific but did you hear um, speaking of we nearly did you hear him um, getting all up to high door. oh
1: the... yes I, said, I tweeted yeah. about this I tweeted about this at the time and someone sort of went oh is that your Neil McCann fan No But what I thought was quite interesting was He he was getting all up to high though Intense about it He wasn't just going Oh well I'm going to go home I'm going to regroup I'm going to take some time out And look look for the next opportunity He was properly Well I get sacked Because if you look at the calendar I had three games And one was a penalty And one shouldn't have been And I thought it was good reading He has
0: memorised those (laughs) (laughs) defences He's
1: absolutely memorised But it was great
0: Scott J. Mac on Twitter Put it to us the other day That Scott Bain Should probably have deserved A shout for the player of the year Given his form No, I get that I think it's I think it's important to acknowledge Just how good he's been this season Because I don't think anyone really fancied him that much When he came into Celtic I think it was just a kind of I'll ah, do yeah. As some kind of backup Because the Vries absolutely didn't work out But um, I, I don't know if you can put him quite in there When he's only played you know, 20 odd games yeah. or something Especially when other Celtic players Have to play upwards of 50 but, but, but definitely worth a shout If he plays like this next season He'll be right in there
1: So Aberdeen had their chances Couldn't take them Celtic, we had our chances, did take them. Diving header, back post, Michael Lustig. Back in the good graces, Melly. Another Uh, year. Oh yeah. Uh, He's warming
2: (laughs) up. Smashing goal, great delivery from McGregor and it's not something you really see from Lustig. Obviously, Tierney's back, we'd expect him to get forward on one side, but Lustig just shows you what having a full back on the other side getting forward can do because it's a spare man. He Go in at the back post. I eh? think it was Stevie May that let him go.
0: I was going to say that. A striker
2: that doesn't score at Aberdeen. <laughs> Defender was absolutely
0: deplorable for it. It was well stuck away and it was a brilliant ball from McGregor, but the defence made it easy for them. Stevie May just totally switched off at the back post. I don't know what he was doing there in the first place, but for a team that under McInnes placed an awful lot of importance in man-for-man marking mm-hmm. and sticking tight to your man and, and basically that's kind of all they've got in a defensive tactics side... To, to leave a guy like Listed just completely alone in the box it was ridiculous. And, but fair play to him. I do love a
2: diving header. A great, it was a great ball. It, it was a lovely ball. ball, great header. Giving a wee bit to the fans, was he, when he scored? Does he? I don't know. I don't know. I, I watched the highlights again today, and they were saying, it was that him giving a wee message to the fans? But smashing header, good goal. See, the goal, though, um, I was watching it back on Celtic TV
0: earlier, and Celtic TV have got a habit of this, but Did whenever... they say it's on the back of the net. No, no, they didn't. It was Jeremy McIluk and someone else. It wasn't the usual team of uh, Boydie and Cadey. Hmm. It was um, the, the Celtic TV cut out altogether. Like as soon as the ball hit the net, the commentary just just died for about a minute and a half. And what they do is they cut straight to the Sky commentary, which is a kind of strange setup, right? So, what, the, deliberately, yeah, yeah. But in the meantime, Sky Commentary fills in for them until <laughs> they can get their technical hitches sorted out and then just come back in. Um, so, they end up they commentate on the goal about a minute and a half actually
1: after well that, it happens. I mean, that's really, I mean, it's, 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 it's a, a top notch service, it is like. really, really worth <laughs> it. Service, um, the most contemptible little scrotum in Scottish football, um, Shea Logan, he's up there, he's uh, up there, he's a good really, competition I mean, there, it, top five. Definitely. No, but you see, the, the, why he's definitely up there for me is because. He's, he's really contemptible. He's a, he's really just a wee dick, right? But he's also terrible at football. <laughs> like, there's no... like if, You know, it's not like he's a good... For example, Alan McGregor is right. a wretched, wretched man. But he's a decent goalkeeper. Yeah, he is. Like, right? Yeah, Shea Logan, he doesn't even register. Got himself booked for a needless kick on James A. Forrest.
0: Andy Walker was incensed about that uh, because at that point we were listening to this guy. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> Andy Walker... Uh, Claimed for a red for that. I thought that was a little bit over the top. I think it was an absolute standard booking. That like, there's no way it was not a yellow card. They just booted yeah, them. They just exactly
2: booted them because he didn't have any other answers. It was just pure petulance, yeah. wasn't it? Pathetic. It was one of those. What I think Neil Lennon seems quite fond
0: of that switching wingers. And yeah. was out on the left at this point, and Logan just could really couldn't really deal with him.
1: So we went into half time. It was a bit eeksy-peeksy. You know, Aberdeen had their chances. Celtic had their chances and took their goal. Did you at any time think that it wasn't going to go our way? No, not at all. I thought once Celtic got the goal... Aberdeen had the better
2: chances before maybe the goal, but once Celtic got the goal, everybody just seemed to relax. And even when I was watching in the pub, I think everybody just sort of thought, well, we'll not lose today, which means we would have clinched the title anyway. But Aberdeen... How many times have we played them this season? They six. don't score against us, do they? Exactly they what I was going to
0: say, because we have played Aberdeen six times this season and then only one of them have Aberdeen scored and it was the Boxing Day game where where it was 4-3. So they don't really threaten, for all the attacking talent they, they could potentially have, they don't really threaten Celtic at all.
1: Celtic came out of the second half, Neil Lennon said at full time he wanted Celtic to play with a bit of swagger and that's what they've done at this, the second half. The second half was a lot better. I thought at times of the first half we'd sort of reverted to that pedestrian passing where players weren't really on their heels, they weren't looking for the ball, they weren't on their toes rather, looking for the ball. Moving the ball from back to front was quite quite slow at times. But at the second half that sort of changed. I don't know what Neil Lennon said at halftime, but it was a lot, lot better.
2: It was. I thought Scott Brown was pretty poor first half. He got caught in possession a mm. couple of times and I uh, thought McGregor was good during the game, but he kept the things ticking over. But once we got the second goal, it was plain sailing from there, but I was just thinking after that second goal, the third goal was icing on the cake, but it's a goal from a cross and a goal from a corner. I know goal scoring from a corner is absolutely huge for us and it should be celebrated because it might not happen again, but... <laughs> We didn't really cut them open a lot, I didn't think. Mm. And I, I, was just, I don't want to be too downbeat about it, but just thinking about it at that point, I was like,
1: we haven't really created an awful lot of good chances here. Neil Lennon said, Stephen, that he was pleased to see a goal from a corner. It's something they've been working on. Now, the goal conversion rates from corners are really low. You mm. know, you're, you're, I think your chances of scoring on a corner from a corner are like 2%.
0: I think football-wide, it is a fairly it, yeah. inefficient way to score goals. I think... It's maybe it's been thrown around this season that um, we maybe focus a wee bit too much on it, but I think what causes that with Celtic fans is not the fact we're not scoring from corners. It's quite often that we don't threaten from corners. Yeah. At Plus, we all. get so many. Yeah, we get yeah, so I, many corners. Yeah. It's, it's double figures. Yeah, all, virtually every game, and we almost never threaten. It's either scalped along the ground from Johnny Hayes or, or Callum McGregor, who was much better in this game yeah. at the corners in fairness to him, including the goal. Or it's it just never works. And I think if you were if you're getting on the end of things and using the height we've got in Jozo, which we'll, we'll come to an IR, and even Tom Rogic, who almost scored ahead head on the first half actually, you would feel better about it. I don't think it would get talked about in anywhere near the same terms if we were just looking looking menacing from corners, which
2: you don't. That's it. Never threaten, and it's always, we'd be better just playing a short corner because you basically give it to the guy from post anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But... It was an absolutely smashing header. I think that's between Jozo and I I think they've only got three goals between them mm, this season. Yeah. I know Jozo, they've not played all the time, but it's, it's not. Is uh, scored against? Is that his only one? It must be the start of the season, isn't it? Well, it was a bullet header as well, though, and it trickled off. Because <laughs> uh, every time he goes near the ball, I'm just choking to score, but we'll see. It was an absolutely smashing header again, different from last week, but it was quite far out for a header. Not from a easy corner. to take at all.
0: No. It was twelve yards out and to get it and it kind of bent into the side netting from the middle of the goal as well. An absolutely brilliant header. He had to steal that. It wasn't one of those ones where it's just you know, you get your head on it and all you have to do is divert it goalwards. That was an absolutely brilliant header. The last time two different defenders scored in a game for Celtic, do you know it? Oh was it Sudova? No.
2: The, the, format. T- the two defenders that Scored with the two I didn't have on Because I put the other Two defenders on Did he sluffers, For the yes. best Iron Tierney
0: Well it was August 8th 2017 Celtic 5 Comar Nell, Tierney with that cracker Of oh, course wow. And Ralston Was the other one But Jozo though Jozo who um, I just a couple of weeks ago Said he was making a late play To be one of my one of my guys, and mm-hmm. he's yeah. absolutely absolutely sensational. Revitalised the oh, linen, definitely he? is. He has been given the the TMT clean slate. I can't. I it don't have been. the authority to
1: give it on my own. I need to offer it up to the group here. But are well, we giving? Uh, them- as as everything with this podcast, it goes to the vote. But I think a wee bit premature to give the clean slate there. You think so? Aye, I think. So. I mean, how long's he been at the club? I went away Four years or something <laughs> yeah, The same amount of time We've been doing this podcast Pretty much, I? yeah This is what, He's why we started it As soon as he leaves We <laughs> stop
2: That's that's the end of it His game will come on so much Because he's got a guy Like Christopher Iyer Beside him You yeah. he can't help but improve When you've got that Quality standing beside you Two of them Good partnership I'm liking it going forward And we probably do need To give him a clean slate
1: Because we don't have MDLs going no. forward For next year I mean he's still a young player He's only 24 yeah. He's only 24, He's got, I mean, in terms of defenders, you wouldn't expect him to reach his peak for another couple of years anyway.
0: Yeah, absolutely. He's made me feel an awful lot better about it, because I think various points this season we acknowledge that Boyata and Benkovic were definitely going to be gone, and we're only going to be left with Ayer, really, because yeah. other than that you've got Hendry and Comper. I still think we need reinforcements there, but I feel slightly better about it now that I don't definitely want rid of Jozo.
1: If he can keep, if he can keep up this, this form and bring it in at the new season. Discipline is something that's sort of uh, hampered Aberdeen uh, all season. They are a team of hammer throwers, really. Um, Chief hammer thrower Sam Cosgrove. <laughs>
0: yeah, uh, Sam the Hitman Cosgrove. Uh, in more ways than one, it's, he seems. Sam to... the
1: Cochrane Cosgrove.
0: <laughs> it seems like every every day now, or every game, he has been taken off to stop him from being sent off. It's not. It's not like he's doing anything absolutely wild. It's just persistent and it's just that typical school bully yep, uh, big striker him. yeah Um I think Steve Clark acknowledged this recently where he said that like he's getting taken off before he gets sent off in every game so if basically if Derek McInnes was the ref he'd have sent his own player off <laughs> I've never really looked at it that way but he's right
2: I try to do what you do as well and have a wee look at Scott McKenna I, I never think he really stands out he'd won run when he went up the pitch and it was from that, that was very good in fairness, that was when they get the chance for Wilson the run and and the ball was great yeah but apart from that it's just a, a bog standard defender by the looks of it to me he's big and physical and aggressive and that's
0: it really I, yeah. d- I don't see him as a Celtic level footballing centre half which is what we need these days yes he can defend a bit but that's that's not enough for a Celtic defender nowadays
1: Celtic sealed the deal um so to speak Odson-Edward, our top goal scorer for the season, Melly. Yes, as Stephen well knows. Yeah, comes up trumps
2: once again. We had a couple of chances, he do. One he went earlier on with an absolutely delicious ball from Ayer. What a pass from the man. Right from his own box, right through. But Fluffy's lines there. I think it was... His chance as well, he hit the keeper, which we got the subsequent corner from McGregor and
0: Yozo. And in fairness, that was a cracking cross from Lustig on his left foot. He cut back on yeah. his left and swung it into Edward, who uh, drew a good save from Lewis. He took it down well on his left foot and just the keeper came out and closed him. Yeah, but that led directly to the corner that scored.
2: And he also had the one where he brought down with a magnificent touch, killed at Stone Dead, laid it to Forrest, and Forrest had the strike, but his goal... He deserved it, I thought yep. I thought he worked really hard all game, I thought he was all well, all over the place, he was putting in a shift In just, a good way Yeah, <laughs> he just lacked that goal and we got it on the counter-attack, Rogic going through, he, he gets played into Edward and it's a good finish to sort of wrong-foots the keeper and- Gave him
0: the eyes, yep. gave him the eyes I think, put the keeper the wrong way, uh, Rogic who... Who did a, a good bit of counter-attacking work in that goal? I thought he was a lot better. He gave the ball away a couple of times, quite frustratingly. But I thought, I thought he's finally coming on. That was a bit his of best games. Yeah, his yeah,
1: return. definitely, definitely. So three 0 The game ended. Um, Celtic wrapped up the league. The t-shirts came out. The music came out. The celebrations. Neil Lennon done the champagne. Champagne was flowing. Neil Lennon champagne lifestyle, my man. <laughs> 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 Neil Lennon done the aeroplane. It was all very good. Um, however, the season as a whole How do you think it's been? Topsy-turvy It's
2: been a strange one To say the least From the very start Where the manager's coming out And he's not happy with the board Which means the fans are unhappy with the board Missing out on John McGinn Armstrong and Roberts leaving Not really being replaced Then Dembele having his wee hissy fit And then leaving Boyata Boyata yeah. refusing to play Going out the Champions League And basically didn't sign MD of note apart from Benkovic that has Never. made any sort of impact. It, they've done well to stay, keep a hold of this league title, to be fair.
1: We've already got more points on the board at this point than we did of the whole of last season. Um, but there's no denying that this is probably out of the eight. Would you agree this is one of the hardest fought leagues? No, oh, definitely.
0: Tells? Uh, Celtic deserve immense credit for this season because as we keep talking about, we've, we've basically handed. Rangers, every psychological advantage going, we've been capitulating behind the scenes and at sometimes on the pitch all season, but yet, as soon as we got over the, the winter break, it's just been relentless pretty much since then, there's been a couple of drop points in there, a couple of drab nothing each draws, but other than that, it's been fairly, it's been a bit of a, a march to the title really, I, th- I think it, I think they deserve credit for that, unbeaten since not only... Nick Lennon came in, but also since the, the turn of the year.
2: It just feels like this season we've had a lot of injuries co- to oh, contend yeah. with. The Tierney's been out, Lustig's been out, all the centre-half has changed Rogic, multiple times. Yeah, Lee Griffiths. Scott, Scott Brown went out and we started to play well. Rogic and Cham's been out for a while. We obviously lost Lee Griffiths as well. It's just been every single player's been out for at some point during the season. It doesn't matter who's came in. Some we just kept ticking along.
0: Speaking of Edward, sorry, there's one thing, a final thing I want to say about him just on his goal there. Um, he deserves immense credit for this season. I was going to talk a bit about him in the young player of the year thing we are about to talk about. He didn't get it, everyone knows that. But I think the season he's had, while inconsistent, yes, w- once you take everything into account, I think he's had a tremendous season because at first it was just him and Griffiths, then Griffiths for... Much publicised reasons hasn't been available So it's really just Edward mm-hmm. Then in comes in January, Timo Weah, Oliver Burke Bio, right, so that those are The the so-called reinforcements None of the three of them have really done anything yeah. Apart from Burke, who had about a month of good form And it's just been Edward who has carried The position throughout the entire season Yes, he has had dips But he's a, still a very, very young player And he deserves immense credit for, for Basically being the one constant Throughout the entire season at that age as you say, Stephen, we
1: handed Rangers every every psychological and technical advantage. The big one being um, Brendan Rodgers leaving with basically no moments' notice. With with a game the next nah, day, yeah. how much credit do you think he deserves for getting us this far in the league?
0: Well, a lot. I'm trying to be kind of an adult about it. We've <laughs> all had a we've all had our digs at Brendan Rodgers. It was all pretty raw at the time, and still is. The season isn't over, and we're still processing that that betrayal. But he still deserves. The credit of most of the season, really, you can't. We can't just snatch it entirely away from him. He laid the groundwork for this entire, sc- not so much the squad, but I just, I mean, the culture around the club that has continued this success yeah. throughout the last few seasons. He still deserves credit for that. But so does Neil Lennon for coming in at the really the most inopportune moment that you could possibly come in as a manager and managing to get it over the line.
1: Melly, Brendan Rodgers, for you, how much credit do you, does, do you give Brendan?
2: Yeah, it still hurts to say, as Stephen said, betrayal is a good word, he does deserve credit, he was a very, very good manager for us, he could have left at the end of the season being a sort of messiah, but he chose not to, he chose to leave, and fair play Daniel Lennon for coming in, picking up, it was never going to be easy, we're probably a bit harsh on him here, but again, we just want the best for the club, but to pick that up and take it on, when we know what it's going to be like for him in his personal life, and taking that on, it's going to be every week he was going to ask, are you getting the job? If he didn't get the job, it was going to be people getting linked to the job constantly and he just puts all that to the back and just takes on this role and he absolutely loves it. We all love him as well.
0: Think... In, sorry sorry to interrupt in the interest of balance though, I think we should say that Neil Lennon was out of work and it was a he was offered a very good job. Mm. you know what I mean. it wasn't, Yeah, it wasn't, yeah, just, a one, Advocate, yeah, it wasn't just
1: a one way thing. It wasn't yeah. us going crawling to Neil Lennon to, to save us here. I think Neil I think Neil Lennon's navigated this well, first of all, Brendan I think Brendan Rogers deserves immense credit, like you say. Because, you know, a lot, of the, a lot of the issues that we were speaking about this season, Brendan Rodgers had to cope with them as well. Yeah. You know, the lack of backing and the January window and the injuries. And he brought players in from the cold that you never thought could do it, like Ryan Christie, you yeah, know, yeah, like guys like that. And he brought in Ollie Burke, who he seems to be the only manager that could that has ever got a tune out Ollie yep. Burke, you know, playing him up front and, and things like that. Um, but Brendan Rodgers really, really just deserves a, a lot of credit for, for taking the team so far. You know, he really left a black mark on things the way he left, but we've discussed that to death. As as far as Neil Lennon goes, Neil Lennon, I think, has navigated this whole situation masterfully. You know, no, it, it, it could have been an, could have been an absolute disaster. It would have been easy for those players to switch off. Admittedly, it would have been easy to let the standards drop standards to which he himself called genius. You know, Brendan Rod, um, Scott Brown, and Neil Lennon both referred to Brendan Rodgers as a genius in yeah. recent weeks. But he's not, he's kept the standards up, he's kept the team going, he's kept the heads up. There's been difficult games, you know, there's been a few d- draws and a few drop points along the way, but he's he's just kept the team going, dragged them across the lane. Um, and just, even if you just think about it on the day-to-day management level, it must have been. So what would, did Neil Lennon's first day of work look like? You know what I mean? He, he has to gauge a the A busy mood. one for Aye, a a, start, a game. He <laughs> has to gauge the mood of these players. He probably has to go in and find, right, who would I trust? Who because yeah. that's who you're going to rely on. So it's Scott Brown, James Forrest, McGregor, and Katie, and need to lean on these guys, yeah. I, to Lustig, to bring bring me back. And yeah. I, I just I think every single day for the first couple of weeks in that job for Neil Lennon must have been extremely extremely difficult.
0: What I said when Neil Lennon came in was that I couldn't be bothered, just purely from a personal perspective, that I couldn't be bothered with the the circus that comes with Neil Lennon. Right? The mm. the Willie he wanted he, Willie wanted to get the management job. It's a separate issue, but what. What Neil Lennon can sometimes bring is a, a whirlwind of Neil Lennon-ness, right? And into yeah. his immense credit, he hasn't done any yeah. of that. He's been on absolutely best behaviour the, the entire time. I'm not saying he would have come in and been on bad behaviour, but yeah. you, you know what I mean? It's like this the the volatility that sometimes comes with Neil Lennon. He, there hasn't been even a shred of that. We've, Celtic have been involved in at least one quote-unquote shame game since he's been there, <laughs> and he has been nowhere near
1: so much as a single headline yeah. to do with it. So... All in all, I think it's been a rough season, it's been a rocky season, but, uh, you know, you, both are managers, both are dads. <laughs> We've <got> two, <laughs> yeah. we have two dads. My two dads. Uh, Selick does. Uh, does. Um, they, they both deserve a nice credit. Uh, Brendan Rodgers and probably, I'd probably give more credit to Neil Lennon just based on the fact of the the, the difficulty of the job he's done. Um, but, you know, there's no denying there's a, there's a big rebuilding job in the summer.
2: It's massive and Lennon came in and didn't get to bring in any of his own staff either. No, no. No, that's that's
1: something I I shouted to them.
2: So, again, we have to look at Stevie Woods and John Kennedy stuck with us through when everybody else jumped ship. They probably did have an offer to go down south.
0: I have no doubt that they could have been gone if they chose to. No, that was the rumour, wasn't it? No doubt
2: about it. So, fair play to them and fair play again to the players because these are the players that we have relied on for the last what three, four years and they just keep delivering. The guys you mentioned, that that sort of core of Forrest, Tierney, McGregor, Brown, Lustig, these guys have been doing it. These guys have done it. Lustig's won the league every single year he's been here. Yeah. There's James Forrest as well. Scott Brown. They've all been there from the very start. Cal McGregor's just raising his game to new levels, James Forrest as well so if we can just add in a bit of quality around them, I think we'll get back on track but as you said a massive rebuilding job from top to bottom because if we're going to go forward we probably do need a sporting director or a director of football of some sort, we have to try and keep the standards that Brendan Rogers set because that goes right down from the under 12s right through to the first team so if we can keep that on board and just credit to everyone in there, bit of credit to the Celtic board, because Brendan Rodgers left, as we said, at the drop of hat, and they had Lennon in and ready to go, so fair, fair play to everybody at the club.
0: Well, one final thing on John Kennedy and Stevie Woods, yeah, I, I can only speculate, I don't know for a fact, I remember John Kennedy was asked if he did have an offer from Leicester with, at the time of Rodgers' leaving, and, and he just sort of, he kind of politicked the question yeah. a wee bit, just kind of rolled, rolled with it a wee bit. Um, I've no doubt, in my mind, just personally, that they probably could have gone with him and didn't. No, they might still. I don't know. Again, I would only be speculating, but I wouldn't even have blamed them. See, if they'd gone at the time, they're probably... Those people are... They are lesser figures at Celtic than Neil Lennon or Brendan Rodgers at the time. They are are employees. They are coaches. They're not figureheads or anything like that. If they had gone and probably tripled their money down at Leicester, I wouldn't have blamed them, but they didn't do that. They saw the value of finishing a job and realising that it's not all... It's not all the here and now. They can assess their options come the summer, but Brendan Rodgers didn't do that. But just in immense credit to, to both of
1: those as well. Some of the players you mentioned, Melanie Lennon's trusted stalwarts at Celtic, managed to find their way into the PFA, Scottish PFA yeah. rather, play team of the year. Um, I'll give you a quick run-through if you're at all interested. Um, Alan McGregor, best goalkeeper in the country, apparently. He had Stephen mm. a good... Five games <laughs> as well as being an absolute nut job,
0: yeah. Well, we'll cover a little bit of that more to come. On that, I want to I want to talk about that, but by all means, proceed with this to- terrific team you're uh, giving
1: me. Tav, as, as he's called, yeah, best right back in the country, probably fair. Well, he scores hundreds of goals because he had yeah. hundreds of penalties yeah. all the time. So. Um, Christopher Eyer, yep, centre half, who wasn't even nominated so far as I can tell for the young player, no, you? no, he wasn't, uh, but he is, you know, in the team of the year, Dedrick Boyata.
0: He's been good at times. The yeah. good start of the season when he could be bothered coming back after the the Athens debacle.
1: Craig Halkett finds himself in there. Not a Livingston, bad season for Livingston. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Callum McGregor, sensational player, probably the best midfielder in Scotland. Yeah, I, I agree you with know. that. Um, Scott Brown, easy. He's just concrete. He is, He's the concrete foundation of that Celtic midfield. Somebody plays for Aberdeen. I'm just going to describe him. He's got a hooked nose and a beard. <laughs> Must be Shinny. Graham Shinny, that's it. Yeah, Graham Shinny finds himself in there. I thought he was a left back. Yeah, I Remember he, uh, all that chat? Is it Shinny or Tierney going to play for
0: Scotland? Yeah, of course. Oh, he did play for Scotland in that Kazakhstan game <laughs> and get absolutely ripped <laughs> to bits, but now nah, more of a midfielder nowadays. Uh,
1: James Jamesy Forrest. Yeah, easy. Those three easy. Like uh, McGregor,
0: Forrest, Brown, usually.
1: Uh. Um, uh, up front for this team of the year, we have a. Uh, just an, another horrible little spiteful scrotum um <laughs> Alfredo Morelos
0: ah uh, yeah it's not he's not everyone's cup of tea and certainly not mine but i get that it's hard to ignore that number of goals
1: and uh, and up front with Morelos we have that boy for rangers who goes to get his hair cut in berlin <laughs> <laughs> kent yeah uh, he, um, he just goes to the barbers.
0: Yeah, that's another one. Um, A good six games. uh, Very inconsistent. He is a good player. I I, I acknowledge that, but team of the year.
1: So, we'll just run through young player of the year. The nominees were uh, David Turnbull, Jake Hasty, Lewis Ferguson and Ryan Kent. Jake
2: Hasty, who was on loan at a different division for the first half of the season,
1: so started from February onwards. Yeah, Lewis Ferguson, who, as far as I can tell, has not had that hot a
0: season. He's been alright. He's been a decent player. I don't have any real arguments against any of these nominations. I don't think...
1: I just want to know why Ayer is not that, yeah, my boy. I just want to know why my boy's not in that group.
0: Ayer, and as I said earlier with the the season, with all the circumstances it, they have scored, what now, 21 goals, I think Edward should definitely be at least in there. I saw uh, Keith Lasley describe Turnbull as the greatest young player in our generation. It's got like, settled in there. I fella. thought that
1: was a parody account yeah. when I saw that S-
0: tweet. Settled in there, Chief. He's only about 18 months younger than Kieran Tierney. <laughs>
1: um the the four players who were nominated for player of the year which was eventually won by James Forrest um Alfredo Morelos Ryan Kent finds himself nominated for both player and young player what is good? the hype train is unreal oh. with with uh, Mr Kent there uh, McGregor and James Forrest and I think every single sensible football fan knows in Scotland that that was a straight shootout between Wee McGunk and Jamesy wasn't
0: yep. it yeah I would have preferred as I said last week with him having won the the Celtic one, I'd have preferred Callum McGregor, but it's not enough to get upset at James Forrest winning it. Absolutely no no way. I, th- I don't think there was much between the two, but personally for me it was Callum McGregor, but I would not argue against the season James Forrest has had. See, the Ryan Kent thing, I spoke a little bit, a little bit about this on the, the Breakfast of Champions where I said, I started to notice that Liverpool websites and blogs and commentators and so on have, have picked up on him being nominated for all this stuff and I'm th- I'm trying to see from their, p- their perspective they must think he's been absolutely tearing it up up here. Oh, look at this guy, he's, he's nominated for player of the year in
1: Scotland. They must be doing phenomenal up there but has he? It's so uh, they be it, getting dead excited about him. I'm but, I'm all, I'm often skeptical of if there's been any agent jiggery pokery Oh, yes uh, you love a wee theory about uh, this. I love a like conspiracy theory. I'm just very I'm I'm skeptical, you know. Uh, I'm I'm skeptical about that, very skeptical about that. Uh, but I mean it maybe it depends you know when were the votes cast were they cast maybe five or six weeks ago were they cast just as he had that really good game and against Celtic, Celtic? Against Celtic yeah, you know maybe maybe that's maybe that's what it is
0: are you saying it's Liverpool hyping it up in case they sell Salah to Real Madrid for a hundred million they're going to just
1: replace him with Ryan Kent no I just think maybe <laughs> his agent's quite influential he's like oh, yeah. I need my boy nominated for something right. do you know what I mean it's
2: interesting in that team of the year we could say it's moving at the end of the season isn't he hows oh, is he going to Hearts Dedric Bayata's leaving yep Morelos could possibly be leaving Ryan Kent will go back to Liverpool but probably won't get a game there so we'll be leaving there's a lot of players in there who have maybe got moves coming <laughs> oh, up yeah. Graham Shinney's leaving at the end of the season so half the team is either out of contract or leaving at the end
1: of the season um, and, the, and the final award of the season was a goal of the season which was awarded to Morelos for a scalf against Aberdeen
0: aye that was that was ridiculous well, they had to give him something his agent
1: yeah. obviously wanted to win him something because he couldn't win player of the year or a young player of the year
0: in my opinion, obviously Scott Brown's one, the howitzer, as we talked about last week, the thunder against uh, St Johnston, mm-hmm. that, that would have been in there. But even the likes of some of Celtic's counter-attacking goals this season have been outstanding. The, the one against Hearts just a few weeks ago, under Lennon, where Forrest just tapped it over the line from a great build-up from Rogic and Buck. Yeah, of course, he was out on the left. Even that was better than Mariela. Than, and I'm not just being biased and bitter that they've won an award, but... Um, now, They've clearly not given it any thought. There was one final award, though. Oh. Uh, yeah, the manager of the year was Steve uh, Clark. Was it? Yeah, Robo Steve Clark.
1: Clark. You, you called that a couple weeks ago, did you not?
0: Yeah, um, I think I've been debating with myself over who was going to win the manager of the year because, really, on the face of it, it sure as shit ain't Rodgers, Lennon or Gerrard. So, mm-hmm. really, you're looking at the uh, the tier underneath that and it was between... Clark and McInnes and McInnes has done nothing to to prove that, so it's it's definitely Clark. I think Clark absolutely deserves it, not just through the default of Rogers having left either. I think that this is the second season in a row where he's broken Kilmarnock's total points tally, so two two mm. in a row and a real chance. I think they're sitting third at the moment, a real chance of finishing third with a team that will probably get the ninth highest budget. In the league talking about Neil McCann and his wee rant on the radio the other day, he talked a bit about how Dundee have actually got a decent budget, and it's not that's not the problem. The recruitment was was problem. Well, Jim McIntyre said it was a problem. Um, they'll definitely have more money than Kilmarnock, they, yeah. they'll definitely well, have a higher
1: uh, playing budget than them. They probably have a higher playing budget, you're right. I just know that the guy that owns Kilmarnock, I think, is enormously wealthy. I think that Billy yeah. Bowie guy has got a few quid, tucked yeah,
0: away. I, no doubt, but I don't think they've spent much on that. Good signings in there, Malumbu. Of Celtic legends, yeah. yeah. Oh, geez, I he forgot all about
1: him. <laughs> um, of course, Celtic didn't show up to the player of the year awards. <laughs> Hugh Kevens, um, who's who's somewhat becoming a national treasure given how old he is, <laughs> yeah. Um, he said that Celtic insulted their fellow professionals. Why did we not show sure, up? anyone know why just a couple of CB days off for the yeah. boys? Oh, so is that what it was? Is that what it was? Few of them are waiting Dublin, apparently. All right, yeah.
0: Hugh Kevens is. He's old school and he's all about all about respect and all that yeah. kind of thing. If, fair enough if that's his opinion. It, it, he's kind of right to, to not show up for one of these things when it's to some people it's still quite a prestigious yeah. award. It kind of seems like Celtic really aren't that bothered. In fairness, Celtic have got bigger things in their plate. They they have an awful lot of success and very successful players. It is a very secondary thing mm-hmm. to these players, but I do see the point of view where if you're, for example, a Motherwell player who's nominated for it, that's a huge thing in
1: your career and then the guy who wins it isn't he there. Yeah. I do get it. I get it. I mean, James, you'd think James Forrest would want to collect it. It's the first time he's won anything since he won Young Player of the Year in 2012.
2: Oh, Lennon's for us. Oh, last hmm. season. Do
0: you know who picked it up for him?
2: Andy Walker. Andy Walker. I, I was going to say, <laughs> it's a I, weird one. I, that is yeah. a weird
1: one. Anyway, 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 I buy the buy. it's enough about Kamara. enough about Steve Clark, and bloody Morellis and the rest of them. We have got the game I've been buzzing to talk about I hope they've been practicing their Guard of (laughs) Honour because I want one. I want a military parade for when the the champs roll out at Celtic Park. We've seen cannons at dawn yeah we've
0: seen Ibrox pull out the stops when they fancy it for a big Aye. event you know the abseiling off the roof and all <laughs> that the soldiers and the so I want all of that for we've,
1: we've already won the double aren't we so technically with the champ champ Like yeah, McGregor, I right. want I want Bruni just doing that McGregor swagger with, with both trophies Aye. right up the centre of them um, but in all seriousness do you care about Guards of Honour yes or no
0: not in the slightest but only as far as it would be hilarious. It would I, be hilarious. I, the biggest bam up ever, but personally, not really that asked.
2: I care about them not wanting it more yes. than I want yeah, it. Yeah, that, that's it. Because see, like, I've no game, no, name that. No game, name that. See
1: you if I they want a They want allow it. See if I knew we were getting the girl of honor. Genuinely, I'd send under 18s. <laughs> Having just this troop of wee boys a just. a kind moco of walking <laughs> out with the captain's armband on. Just getting clapped, getting looking clapped the like,
0: Rangers. Looking like a bunch of ball boys walking in between the Rangers players. <laughs> That'd be
1: hilarious. Do you, think, do you think this is an important game, or do you think maybe, you know, League's one, we've got a cup final on the horizon. You know, maybe just put some players, wrap them in cotton wool, we'll rest players that needs rested? No. Give them nothing. I don't want them to have any sort of
2: hope we're into next season. We play the full team that we can wiggle out put up a perv- convincing performance and beat them again we have to erase the demons of that New Year's shambles oh, of course yeah
0: I think I can see a number of things happening in this game I think I would forgive Celtic if they'd had a huge adrenaline dump in the week after having won the league and you know, Lord knows it's been a long season right I, th- I would forgive them for having a little bit of a drop off now that the, the league is sealed but equally to that, I can also see a scenario where Celtic just go out and pump them. Like yeah. Just one of those games where you're expecting it to be close and they go out and just put in a 3-0. It's going to have a, a poisonous atmosphere. Guard yeah. of Honour or not, it's going to be a hugely hyped up and very bitter and poisonous atmosphere. Why do
1: you say that? Because they took getting beat so well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, they the, really took that well.
0: The canny take it Aye. game. Um, I can. I can see it being a high-pressure situation because there's only going to be 800 Celtic fans there and it's going to be a difficult afternoon. Steven Gerrard has done nothing to pour cold water on the the, the hype of this because he's been just whinging, just whinging all season long. I'm going to talk a wee bit more about this as well. But at the same time, I can I genuinely feel like it's going to going to be an easy one I, I really I don't feel? know why I think it could be just be one of those ones where we go back to from a couple of seasons ago just going out and, I don't see 5-0 but maybe it just an easy stroll in the park
1: 3-0 you think it's going to be easy? Oh, t- I think it has the potential yeah no I, I mean oh, I, how well did we perform how well do teams perform typically when the league has already won
0: well, that that's true, that, and that's the balance I'm, I'm struggling with them in my own head. It's either going to be that that we drop off, or it's going to be just helpful. Uh, just I, one more week, guys.
1: I, I maybe. I mean, maybe that's what it is. If you know what, if if Neil Lennon is good at one thing, it's getting the team. Right up for a game. Right up for a game. Um, Some of our best
2: victories have come after winning the league, but the 5-1, the 3-0. Of course. I well. Absolute beefing's dished out to him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm nervous, slightly nervous about it. As I, I'm going into all Glasgow derbies. We've
2: got a few wee issues, haven't we? Tierney should be okay. Hopefully we will be able to get through the 90 minutes, but. He's well, just the... going to get,
1: he's just going to get kicked Right, of no. Yeah. He came out last year, last week and went, I've got a double hernia, so they're going to go target him. Target he, his stomach.
0: I think what will happen with Rangers is I think they'll go absolutely hell for leather in the f- opening 15 minutes. We've seen it before from mm-hmm. them. I think they'll absolutely go for it. Target Lustig, who'll stick Kent on they Lustig. The injured.
1: Lustig. Uh, Lustig,
0: pulled up. Oh, of course, up. So he is. So that may be a problem. We might end up with Tolyan, who is. I completely forgot he existed. But So I think, well, regardless of who's at right back, I think they'll attack down that side anyway because Kent is. Oh, they're the best player in the country I, yeah, think. Yeah, but, um, like that. I think that's what they'll do I think you just need to weather well that and I think I can see James Forrest scoring Edward as well Edward loves a goal against the Huns and maybe uh, why not Jozo three weeks in a row
1: <laughs> Jozo three weeks in a row. we will be without we could be without Kieran Tierney we could be without Mika Lustig one player that Rangers will be without is out <gasps> with Alan McGregor <laughs> what was uh, the guy Is the guy has issues
0: de- 100% for anyone who hasn't seen it he aimed a Bizarre kick at McNulty against Hibbs for no reason. McNulty wasn't even facing him, so he's come out to collect the ball. McNulty sort of pretends he's going to challenge for him, doesn't, and then McGregor sort of injures himself while trying to stretch to kick him in the back as he's running away. He goes down, clutching the other shin. Aye. So, I see, to be honest, with you, with Alan McGregor. It's, I don't think it's exaggerating to to start questioning that guy's mental state. Like I did it for M- Morelos at various points. When he gets sent off against Celtic, I, I was like, I'm starting to question that guy's mental capacity, never mind his state. I, d- I don't know what goes through his head. Alan McGregor, I've never seen such a, a senselessly violent player. Now, don't get me wrong, there are still bad bastards out there who will leave a bit on an opponent or, you know, just bend every rule in the book to gain an advantage, but that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to gain advantages. Alan McGregor is just out there trying to get himself sent off. None, none of these guys like are these like Uruguayan players who like to bend the rules and put put themselves about. None of them look as if they're trying to work out their personal issues on bystanders, <laughs> which is exactly what he's doing. It's, and he's done it so many times as well. He did it against Ayer. He had a go at Lewis Ferguson. Even the Lewis Ferguson one you Could understand because he's he could at least excuse himself and say he was trying to protect the ball, but even it just went in no, on his, shot. It was ridiculous, yeah. But at least he could say that. The other ones, the other examples are it just happened to be someone who was standing next to Alan McGregor while he's being really, really angry. I don't know what he's doing, he's just out there assaulting people.
1: The Rangers fans, of course, will love it. Um, Morelos he will probably be taking to the pitch to face Celtic, Melly, do you think one, he'll get picked over Defoe, who's in good form now, or um, let's bring that trophy home, boss, um, or, <laughs> or uh, do you think uh, he'll he'll play and get that elusive goal before he's shipped off to Real Betis or wherever he's
2: going? No, I think it'll be Defoe that starts he's done nothing wrong, he's scored a few goals and he can't give a guy like Morelos, you can't give him put him back no. in there after what he done last time. This is him just getting back at the weekend from that. It's absolute crazy if he does. I can see the Rangers falling apart again. I can oh, see another one. I'm in
1: the minority here. Yeah, I know?
2: <laughs> I just feel that we've got that we've got that We've won the title. We've got that off our back. We can not relax but there's no not as much pressure now, and see sometimes when Celtic are playing like that, like some of the stuff at the towards the end of the Aberdeen game, like, this is more like it, like the Edward go. I feel we can relax into our game now.
1: Do you not feel we perform better when the pressure's on? Do you not feel both? F- oh, both. <laughs> so we just perform at all times. Yeah. Cheers, point killer Pete. A
0: hundred percent performance yeah. rate at all times. <laughs> no pressure, high pressure, the lot. And Morelos though, you don't, you can't play him in that game. You yeah. can't put him in. It's, it's madness. Steven Gerrard, I wouldn't put it past him because, quite frankly, he has lost the plot in recent oh, yeah, weeks. Yeah. Steven Gerrard, more on that to come, but Morelos, I would not put him anywhere near that game. Jermaine Defoe is a far better player than Alfredo Morelos. At 36 or 46, he's a better player <laughs> than Morelos. I think he's got eight goals and 10 starts now for Rangers, which is good for for the second half of a season when you're brought in as an auxiliary striker yeah. because your other guy can't go two minutes without getting sent off. It's a decent return. Morelos, no, nah, I wouldn't have him anywhere. I hope he plays. I hope he plays because... He's easy. He's easy to deal with yeah. and he will get himself sent off. Scott Brown will have him up to high door within the
1: first five minutes. Um, Melly, you're just going to play more or less the same team that played against Aberdeen?
2: Yep. If Lustig isn't fit, I'd, I'd bring in Ralston, but it's mm. been totally... You, yeah, you can't bring yeah. Ralston It's been totally on the bench recently, so I'd go that. The only thing is the left the left wing position again, where didn't really put Pretty down clear. a marker. Johnny Hayes came on before uh, Ollie Buck came on on that side rather than Sinclair Hayes came on at full back so I don't know who's going to play out there that would be my only issue but I'd, I'd play Sinclair
1: uh, Stephen, would you be so bold as to make a prediction for this one?
2: Well 3-0, I think I already have oh, I even named 3-0? my
1: scorers So you but did? I,
0: yeah, I'm, I'm going to stick with that
1: Melly? 3-0, Scott Sinclair hat-trick <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I'm. I'm I can. I'll. I'll be wearing uh, adult pampers watching this game. Yeah. Oh, uh, I, right, I always
2: that, will. As soon as the game gets to close to kick off time, it'll be the usual. That's
1: how I feel about it. So, just to wrap up on our Rangers preview, what do you think is the most important game? Then do you think it's this or the cup final? Oh, cup, cup final. final. No,
0: Hundred percent. The most important. It, it's always nice to get a win over Rangers. Of course it is, but the cup final, without a doubt, at the end of the old treble. Treble. One thing. I'd, just, I'd like to say about Rangers before we move on from that entirely. Is I alluded to it a minute ago, Stephen Gerrard has lost the plot. Yeah. Did you see him this week? He's now complaining about the standard of Scottish football.
1: <laughs> well, uh, I I will, I will. I know how this might go down to some lessons. I am going to support him on one fractal point he okay. did make during that. Now, I know what you're going to say, and I'll let you get into the meat and the bones of it. But one thing he did say was having half-empty football stadiums on television... Doesn't look good. Why don't you just have the camera facing the full yeah. stand? And he's one hundred percent right no, there. I agree this with is that, a yeah. product you're selling as a television show. The camera angles are piss. The grass is piss. It's poorly lit, and you're showing half-empty stadiums. Get it filled, you no. know. No, um, no Seltie, I absolutely agree. Celtic could
2: have uh, had how many more thousand fans here seen their team win the league at the weekend? I know that's not what it should be about, mm-hmm. but. Hundreds of empty seats in that Aberdeen game. And
1: the Aberdeen didn't even turn up to watch their own team. And this is the same fans who complain about afternoon kickoffs in Glasgow. Yep. They, they don't, can't even come two minutes down the road.
2: The thing about the,
0: the standard of Scottish football and Stephen Gerrard commenting on it, yes, I mean, right, there are there are valid points to be made there. But I feel like you, you don't get to do that yet mm. because what have you done about that? What have you done to improve it? it reminds now, what me
1: he's of, done is he signed players from Aberdeen, Kilmarnock, <laughs> Dundee, eh, and, Dundee right. and Motherwell. Aye. Eh?
0: It reminds me a wee bit of when Pep Guardiola did something similar. He came in, no, not that they're of a similar standard of
1: manager, just yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Pep might get a bad injury and become...
0: But, but Guardiola came in and in his first season at Man City, they weren't very good. I think they finished fourth and Celtic derailed them with that three-each yep,
2: draw. Good start. Yeah,
0: but um, after that season, he came out and said, and started talking about how English football wasn't very good and all that. And I was like, right, you might be right, but you don't get to say that yet because you can't come in and say that the reason you failed... Is because yeah. everything around you, and that kind of reminds me of what Gerard's doing just now. He's kind of it's baby out with the bathwater stuff.
1: I think Stephen Gerrard is the dumbest man in Scottish football. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's, he's a big old dumb dumb of a boy. He definitely can't brainless, think on his yeah. feet. Uh, absolutely brainless. You know, you're saying managers can't come in and say that sort of thing. He's no paid his dues. Say for instance, I just put my name off the top. I just put my name off the top of my <laughs> head. Jared. Just say for instance, Jose Mourinho <laughs> walked into Scottish football. Could he say, you know, the standard of this game is pish? He can say anything he wants. Do, do you think we will see Jose Mourinho walking into Scottish football? Uh, no. But,
0: uh, <laughs> Come on. But, uh, it has, um, it's gathered pace in the last couple of days. If anyone has missed this, the, the odds have shortened on uh, Jose Mourinho coming in. And it is Jose, by the way, because he's Portuguese, not Spanish. Oh. Um, because the first person I saw tweeting about it was James Horncastle, who yep. I'm a fan of. He's a an esteemed football journalist and broadcaster, he sort of indirectly revealed that he had been spoken to. It all feels a bit more real. Is he in fairness, if Celtic are out there and they have genuinely offered Jose Mourinho a contract to take over the management job, then by all means, because Jose Mourinho is currently the highest profile out-of-work manager in the world. Yep. It's as if they've gone on some database and just been right, right out of contract, no club, sought by success and just gone straight to the top of it. And that,
1: that's admirable. Celtic's position on this is there's been no contact with Jose Mourinho right. or any of his representatives. And in fact, there has been no contact with anyone. Hmm. However, they have to say that, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> they can't come out and say, we've not spoken to Jose Mourinho, but we are putting the feelers out because you've got a manager in position in Neil Lennon. Yeah. So you have to just deny, deny, deny. Will uh, well, we see Jose Mourinho, Who knows? But like Melly said a couple of weeks ago, when you see these guys with a good looking bird, like we all have, <laughs> if you're wondering, and he goes, how do they get them? What's the, what's the, what Ask they, the question. You need to ask the question. Um, and Jose Mourinho is an out-of-work manager. So you ask the question, do I think we're going to see Jose Mourinho in the dugout, you know, opposite, you know, Ross County have just come up. Are you going to see him in the Celtic <laughs> dugout playing Ross County? I, I just don't, I don't see it. I think... If he doesn't get the Paris Saint-Germain job that he wants, that's the one he's banging on about. If he doesn't get that job, there's Leon? there's Roma, there's, there's several other teams that would take Jose Mourinho.
0: Well, having said that, that he has burned a lot of bridges. Uh, across Europe, there, there are ever-closing doors that Jose Mourinho mm. can walk through. Um, does that mean the only door left him is Scotland? I wouldn't have thought so, but as I said, if Celtic genuinely have made some sort of approach, which we'll have denied, but if they have done it, then are making all the right noises.
1: I I just don't see it. I mean, I say, I mean, there are. I think things would have to be really bad for Jose Mourinho. And I'm saying this as a Celtic fan, but I'm just, I'm just looking. So I'm going to just look at the last sixteen of the Champions League. Any team who makes the last sixteen of the Champions League would take Jose as manager, and I think that's where he'd minimum want to be. Yeah, and he'd be looking at that, going, "Can I really get Celtic there? I well, mean, I think he probably could, but
0: I suppose it just depends what he wants short term. It, is, it would be a maximum two-year job at Celtic. There's no way he'd be around for any longer than that. That's no. all we need. He
2: melts down in the third
0: season. Exactly, yeah. And he, he wouldn't stay for any longer than two seasons, but two seasons is exactly what we need. Yeah. And then you can basically rip it up and start again for a I here.
2: Hey, Mourinho, for me, the two of are pissing on my parade. <laughs> He's coming home. No. He's coming yeah. home. I want it back. I remember when we were linked with managers... And Ronnie said he was leaving. I remember you saying about Brendan Rogers was up to 16 to 1 and mm-hmm. saying, Good odds, we'll never get a manager like Brendan Rogers. Let's dream big, boys. Let's dream big. Because it would also piss off Brendan Rogers that he is no longer the biggest manager to be at Celtic. We went on to bigger and better oh, things. There is that. There is that. As you say, Jose's burnt a lot of bridges. Steven actually said Jose. Jose, and then you said
0: Jose about eight times. Oh, yeah. some correct You should I'd
2: love, I'd love to see him there. I would absolutely love it. I'd be
1: right on board that bus. Um, any regrets? Would you? Would you say Jose Mourinho was to turn up at Celtic Park? Would you be saying aye, but bloody Seville? <laughs> well,
0: there, there's there's bound to be a little bit of that. Uh, well, a lot bit of mm-hmm. that, basically. But the thing is, we we covered that for a podcast quite recently, the the Porto game and. Well, there is a huge element of truth to the fact that they cheated and dived and ran out the clock for about the second half, basically, mm. and injury time and extra time. It's not the reason Celtic lost that game.
2: No. Also, Jose Mourinho, because he managed in that game, that means he has been to more Celtic matches than Brendan Rodgers had before
1: he the club as well. <laughs> and on that... We shall end this episode of 20 Minute Tims. Thanks to everyone who listens. You can find us on multiple podcast apps. Just search for 20 Minute Tims. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on the Celtic News Now app. If you would like to hear more from us, as we say, we have our Patreon. That's at patreon.com slash 20 Minute Tims. Thanks for listening. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.
0: A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times.